Your Steve Jones Show podcast will start shortly. The Steve Jones Show podcast is sponsored by Brewers Outlet, your beverage supermarket on Reagan Street in Sunbury. Party time, game time, or just fun time. Doesn't matter what time it is because it's Brewers Outlet time. The beverage supermarket has the area's largest beer selection, imports, microbrews, ciders, and domestics. Pick from over 100 ice-cold 12-packs and dozens of 24-ounce singles. Soda, snacks, hot sauces, fresh roasted peanuts. Make it one-stop party shopping and don't forget the pickle bar. So whatever you're celebrating or just doing it up, Brewers Outlet Reagan Street Sunbury wants to see you and thank you for your years of patronage sports talk where your voice counts this is the steve jones show on news radio 1070 wkok now from the sunbury motor studio here's steve jones oh come on guys you can do better than that let's go oh straight hand come on let's go come on you guys can do better than that all right, keep it coming. Wow, even the virtual booths are good. The first pick in the 2020 draft, the Cincinnati Bengals select Joe Burrow, quarterback, LSU, with the second pick in the 2020 NFL draft. The Washington Redskins select Chase Young, defensive end, Ohio State, with the fifth pick in the 2020 NFL draft. The Miami Dolphins select Tua Tungavaloa, quarterback, Alabama, with the 17th pick in the 2020 NFL Draft, the Dallas Cowboys select T.D. Lamb, wide receiver, Oklahoma, with the 21st pick in the 2020 NFL Draft, the Philadelphia Eagles select Jalen Rager, Wide receiver, TCU. The Miami Dolphins have traded the 26th pick to the Green Bay Packers. With the 26th pick in the 2020 NFL Draft, the Green Bay Packers select Jordan Love, quarterback, Utah State. Yeah. <laughs> this is the first time I've ever given the Chicago Bears an A for their first round. Not even they could have fouled it up last night. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yeah. I could just see the look on your face and your poor young child sitting there in your arms. Wondering why is Daddy a madman when the Cowboys pick C.D. Lamb? Luckily, he was asleep because Daddy was not happy. <laughs> I mean, it had to be. It was ugly. I'm not gonna lie. So, good thing he was in bed. And so was Lisa. It was just me in the man cave, and I just I, I let it go because I was not happy at all. I mean, it just jumped in there, and they stole it from you. Stole it. They did. Because you had to win the last game of the season. I still would have rather that anyway. 
Right? I mean, so I was sitting there in my living room last night watching this happen. And I was on Zoom with one of my friends. And and the second that the Cowboys made the pick for C.D. Lamb. Dallas! Dallas! We hate you! I mean, I, you know, and that was on Zoom. <laughs> so, you know, a lot of people have asked who this person is, and I finally found out who he is. Dallas! Dallas! We hate you! It's the suit's older brother. So, I mean, it's really, and the, whole, the, the whole family's like that. It's unbelievable. We're going to talk with Austin Gale of Pro Football Focus at 335, okay? We are going to evaluate the draft, including your new guy. You're not enamored with your new guy. Um, it's not that I'm not enamored. It's I'm a little underwhelmed. You never it. heard of him. Well, no, I, I actually did. I have heard of him. I didn't know a whole lot about him until I started watching a little bit of the uh, his highlights last night. I, I want to get into some actual tape, but based on what I heard last night, it's not a terrible pick. This, but... Let me put it this way. This is what you're going to discover on the tape, okay? Quite simply, the quarterback play at TCU is just not good. This guy bailed out quarterbacks. And I don't think they're done at wide receiver either. Oh, yeah, no, I don't think so. So, I mean, it's, I'm fine with the pick. <laughs> I just think there was better players got, on the board. Like, yeah, obviously, Justin Jefferson was a better player to have on the board, th- and you still had I access thought, to him. I thought that, that's I thought that's who they're going to get. I thought, oh, John Jefferson's there. They're in good shape. Or T. Higgins. So I was a little surprised, like, oh, okay. But it wasn't the biggest surprise I got. No, definitely not. Damon Arnett? I sat there with Damon Arnett. I looked around, I thought it was Saturday. Like, <laughs> like are you kidding me? You gotta remember. I mean, I'm not gonna sit there and say I can be a general manager because I can't be. There's no way. I can't be a general manager. But it's not like I don't sit there and, like, look at guys because I'm getting ready for games and saying, okay, hmm, that's a tough matchup. Boy, that guy's, you know. Every time I racked up a video on him the last three years, I didn't sit there and go, oh, I don't know how they're going to handle that guy. How are they going to handle three? <laughs> I was like, hey, to me, he was just another guy. Like a good player, but just another guy. So I looked around. I said, oh, my goodness, it's Saturday. <laughs> Like not Saturday. I I don't know. I got the first eight picks correct. Wow, there was, you go. It was it was almost funny. You know, I was on uh, my granddaughter had her twelfth birthday yesterday, so we were all on Zoom. So they're like, hey, let's have some fun with the draft. You know, I didn't say this. My son Dan said, hey, let's have some fun with the draft. They're like, okay, oh, okay, it'll be Burrow. Everybody do that. All right, well, okay, it's it's gonna be Chase Young. Oh, I, I, I think they'll, they'll, the line's gonna keep the pick. They lost Slay, so they'll go with Akuda. Oh, right. hey, let's see, let's see. I picked Tristan Wirfs, but Gettleman loves big tackles. He'll go with Thomas of Georgia. 
Like, oh. It was like, all right, now it's going to be easy. Well, what do you think? They were like, Herbert or Tua? I said, Tua, this isn't even close. <laughs> right? And then they take Tua. Then they said, and I said, these idiots will take Herbert. <laughs> and they did. They, they did. Kept on going. So, I mean, I get through eight. When the Jags came up at nine, you know, the Cardinals took Simmons. Like, I thought that was an easy pick. They got the nice eye, no clue. <laughs> I said, I said, I'm sorry. I am out of info. But there was nothing really that surprised me along the way. When Tampa Bay moved up, I thought they'd take worse. They did. Um, I thought Jerry Judy would get picked you know, by the Broncos. And I expected the Cowboys to take CeeDee Lamb. I really did. Because I just think it's just too enticing to sit there. But starting at 20... Through 31. I looked it up and I go, I had no idea what anybody was doing. Zero. <laughs> None. <laughs> like, I sort of, on the Jefferson to the Vikings thing, I'm like, okay, I can see that because they lost Diggs. They, well, they didn't lose him, they traded him. But I'm, I'm looking around. What? They picked this guy? They picked that guy? The Saints picked Cesar Ruiz, who, by the way, is a very good player. But I didn't expect that. Yeah, me neither. That was probably my biggest, one of my biggest surprises of that no. part of the round because the Saints were looking to move up. I mean, I mean no, the Arnett thing was like, I, I looked around and said, Oh, yeah, that's that's definitely bef- more than that, yeah. Oh, we want toughness. You want toughness? I want a football player. <laughs> I don't really care about that. If I want toughness, I'll go out to the streets. I'll find toughness. <laughs> I like his toughness, man. I like his toughness. Well, guess what? I can I walk down to this neighborhood over here. I can find all the toughness of the world. They can't play football, but they're tough. <laughs> okay? Um, I Finally, when they got to 32, I said, please pick. Pick Clyde Edwards Alaire, please. Just give me my sanity back. <laughs> because you know how big I've been on him, right? Yeah. I mean, I'd be big on him. I like him too. Because you watch him, and in today's NFL game, the only two big time running backs in the league, I'm talking about big time running backs, that run legitimate routes out of the backfield. Le'Veon Bell and Saquon Barkley. They're the only two. This guy, you watch him, runs legitimate routes. He puts a linebacker or a safety in peril because of his ability to run precise cut routes as a running back. That's impressive. So I find, oh, good, I can go to sleep now. Uh, it's not as bad as I thought it was. All right, good. All right. <laughs> That's, it's about where I was, like... Who? What? They're thinking, what, what? Who? And then the Chargers totally baffled me. I'm like, whoa. But I guess any franchise that leaves San Diego so they can be 12th fiddle in Los Angeles <laughs> shouldn't baffle you. And the thing is, it's not like I don't know Anthony Lynn. I've met him several times. It's that Stanton Lynn's dad. Danton played here at Penn State. So I, I I like him. I want him to succeed because I like him so much. But I looked at how they drafted last night. I'm thinking, uh, I mean, the Rams had a better night than the Chargers <laughs> and didn't pick. Okay. That's not good. 
It's not good at all. I did like the Kenneth Murray pick, though. Yeah, that was fun. That that was fun. They got three picks tonight in the third round. The Las no, actually no, it's the Las Vegas Raiders that have three picks in the third round. Yeah, we're gonna. Then there's the Jordan Love pick. Okay, I've got this. You've been really fortunate in Green Bay that you have had three generational quarterbacks. Bart Starr, then many years later, Brett Favre, immediately followed by Aaron Rodgers. Okay. Does it get any better than that? I mean, that's a pretty good deal. Now, I've got this guy, Rodgers, who's got maybe in his prime... Two maybe stretched out to three more years, right? He's going to be, what, 36? That sound right? Yes, 36. Don't you find him something now? That's what I said. We're going to pick Jordan. Oh. I, will, I will say this about Jordan Love. He, like your wide receiver from TCU, who did not have great quarterback play, uh, he was given a pretty tough hand at Utah State because they lost so many players from the year before, and he had to really carry it. So he does, you know, and he doesn't have to play right away, so that the pressure is off of him in that regard. But I don't know. Because they don't pick again until 62 tonight. They have the 30th pick in the second round. If they had an earlier pick in the second round, I'd be like, hey, okay, I can I can go along with this. You know, you can you know you can maybe get Michael Pittman or Chenault or T Higgins or KJ Hamler to help out Rodgers. But they don't pick tonight till 30, which is 62 overall. That's a long wait. Then your team, I don't know what your team's going to do tonight. I'm puzzled myself because they talk so much about how much they love Jalen Rager's speed. And by the way, they were on him for a long, long time. And I did see some some of uh, some rumors last night that they might try to take him. But, I, but with the player on the board, I just didn't think that was going to happen. But I guess they like he, him that much. He had gained weight. Then he changed his weight. Then he lost weight. I think he played at 206. Then he lost weight because he wanted to lose weight to be quicker. Well, you know what he ran at the combine, don't you? Yeah, it was 447. It was not good. Yeah. It wasn't great. They keep saying he's a 4-3 guy. I'm like, 4-3? Yeah, they gave him two shots out there. He yeah. ran 447. But apparently he's faster on tape than what the 40 indicated. I haven't seen it for myself yet, but... They gave him two shots. He ran four four seven. Exactly. <laughs> In shorts. And he's now 5'11", 195. But he played but he the one thing I definitely can't say, he played two oh six. He played two oh six. Yeah. He's got he's got a big wingspan. Huge wingspan. Yeah, a forty two inch vertical, I believe. Yeah. 
And you know, he'll get. You know, and again, the quarterback play TCU not great. Look, he, he's fine. He's fine. Uh, see, that's where they're you know, not having a pro day. See, KJ ran four two seven last year. All right, I can tell you that. All right, he's told other people he ran four two seven. KJ ran four two seven. The problem is he didn't run four two seven for the scouts. That's the problem. He did not run four two seven for the scouts. So, and that's that's also I think part of Yitor's problem. Yitor's problem is that he didn't run either. You know, he was going to wait till pro day. You know, and hey, do you blame these guys? I'd have run on pro day too. I mean, what's the, what's going to keep me from running my? 40 on, a, on my pro day. A pandemic? Oh, wait. Who would have thought that? But I thought the Bears graded out the highest first-round grade I've given the Bears in years. And I thought the Rams did a better job at the draft last night than the Chargers. Now, what do the Rams and the Bears have in common? Neither one picked. It's not good when that guy has no picks and you do and the other guy got the better grade. When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Subway Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Merth family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle's worth. The SMC way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC Way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC Way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC Way. The SMC Way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. Taking your calls at 800-795-9565. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motor Studio, here's Steve Jones. Today's show is brought to you by our great friends at Brewers Outlet, Reagan Street in Sunbury, the beverage supermarket. They are open. Stock up for the weekend. Kind of get away from it all a little bit, just sitting at home and enjoying a couple nice beverages. If you want beer, they've got plenty of that. Imports, domestics, microbrews, best selection of beer anywhere. Maybe you prefer wine coolers, water, plenty of water, soft drinks, snacks. They roast their peanuts fresh and hot every day. And that pickle bar led by the barrels and the dills. All together now, yes, I'm talking to you there in Turbotville. Indeed, second to none. All at Brewers Outlet, Reagan Street in Sunbury, the beverage supermarket. And yes, they are open. Go stock up. And we are in the Sunbury Motors studio. Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors Kia, 
Roots 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. Great news. You get Sunbury Motors online sales now available. And they have some great deals, great interest rates, great product lines, great sales staff. And the service department at Sunbury Motors open Monday through Friday, 7 a.m. to 4 p.m. Monday through Friday, 7 a.m. to 4 p.m. Service parts, they take care of business at Sunbury Motors. Great to have them on board. Great to have you on board. Austin Gale, Pro Football Focus, in just a few moments. In the next half hour, Alex Kazora is going to join us from SteelersDepot.com. The King is on today as well with some trivia. We'll do some draft trivia. Have a little fun with some draft trivia today. Uh, although I don't know what trivia... I don't even know if Matt even came up with trivia questions. And the reason is is that he is so still whacked out by last <laughs> night's draft pick. Nah, I, I still have it. We're good. Yeah, I'm just, I'm just concerned about you. I'm just glad I'm just, the little... I, I don't mind the pick. I'm just underwhelmed, that's all, because there was better talent on the board at the time. That's all. I don't hate I'm just, it. I'm just concerned that, you know, I got a note here from Lucy. You woke the baby up. <laughs> now nah, he somehow slept through it, which was good because Daddy was not happy last night <laughs> when pick 17 were... was announced. Oh, I saw pick 17 happen. I almost texted, texted you that now nah, no, don't don't throw any salt in the wound here. Don't throw any salt in the wound. You know. Uh, tonight, Yitor Gross Matos and KJ Hamler will both go tonight, and they'll probably both go in round two. Now, whether John Reed goes tonight remains to be seen. Uh, John could be a third. He could be a fourth. Uh, tomorrow, Cam, you know, Cam Brown, it's not like Cam Brown doesn't have a bad grade. Cam Brown's grade's actually pretty good. Cam Brown will go tomorrow. I expect Robert Windsor to go tomorrow, and I expect Steven Gonzalez to go tomorrow. After that, we may be in the free agent territory with some guys. I mean, you know, it's, you know, so let's just get to round six, seven, and free agent. Let's say they could be a sixth round, seventh round, or a free agent pick. Guys that would fall into that category might be Blake Gilligan, might be Garrett Taylor, might be Jan Johnson. And whomever gets Jan Johnson is going to find out they're getting a heck of an athlete. We do a lot of things for him. And Jan Johnson can snap. He can play tight end for you, linebacker. A lot of things Jan Johnson can do for you. You know, in a league that is constantly looking for versatility. Jan Johnson gives all of that. But tonight uh, we will get Penn Staters off the board starting tonight. It's going to be a longer draft tonight in terms of the number. Not It's going to be longer just in terms of the number of picks. It is not 64 picks tonight, guys. There are nine compensatory picks tonight. So it's actually going to be tonight 73 picks. Those compensatory picks are all at the end of the third round. And that is uh, 
what we have tonight. There's also some other terrific names. Xavier McKinney's still there. T. Higgins is still there. You know, you know why T. Higgins is still there, Matt? Why is that? He goes bypassed him. You know why KJ's still there? Eagles bypassed Eagles him. Bypassed him. <laughs> well, my hope is my my fear. I hope the Eagles can get to him because the Eagles are at fifty three tonight. So that's their only second round pick. The Steelers are at forty nine. I think yeah. there might be some competition there to get him. We'll see. Hopefully, Howie Worldsman learned from last night. Get more aggressive. Because <laughs> he flat out said last night, apparently it was the asking price was too high to move up. And Sal Powell even said this morning on 97.5 The Fanatic in Philly that the Eagles literally did everything they could, but they couldn't get bites, apparently, to move up for C.D. Lamb. If Yeah, you can't, you, you can't move up unless somebody wants to make a deal with you to move up. It's really as simple as that. Yeah. Unless they want to get rid of that, the Dillard guy. That you love so much. <laughs> this has not been a this has not been a good two days for you. You need to have something go your way because so far nothing's gone your way. Yeah, that's, that's exactly right. And by the way, I did get pictures last night. I did get pictures last night of, okay? First of all, the first picture was Matt and little Luke wearing Eagles garb. Looks like you're wearing a Carson Wentz jersey. Yes. Both wearing face masks for the Eagles. But when you came home, you walked in and there's your beautiful wife with... Little Luke wearing Steelers garb and a Steelers mask. That is correct. I believe a statement was made because I think he was in that garb all day. She said apparently he uh, went to the went to the bathroom in one of them and had a change. He said that was the only thing available, and she kept him in it. I said you're sneaky. She said yes. Maybe sneaky, but that's actually pretty accurate. That's <laughs> no, actually, it probably okay. was accurate. <laughs> okay, so as someone who has who's five children, I, I I know that deal. I guess we're out of that one. <laughs> <laughs> I'll say this though, boy, does he look at how happy he looks in the Steeler stuff? He looks so happy. Like then I go to your picture, boy, he looks grumpy. Like he hadn't eaten for two two days. Wow. Actually, his he's got bright eyes in the picture with you. He's got really bright eyes. Yes. Yes, he does. <laughs> she got you good though. She, she did. Got you good. <laughs> you have more pictures of your kid now and hear from your text messages than I do with my own grandkids. And <laughs> <laughs> hey, we're waiting for Austin Gale Pro Football Focus. To join us. What we'll do is we'll take a break. We'll come back with more in a moment on News Radio 1070 WKOK. 
TD Energy Experts, the name you know and trust for Mitsubishi ductless heating and cooling systems, is continuing to add to their schedule for installation once we are all able to get back to normal. If you're interested in a Mitsubishi ductless heating and cooling system, don't let COVID-19 hold you back from getting on their schedule. It's easy. Call 570-258-8088. That's 570-258-8088 for a virtual price quote. TD Energy Experts also offers a great program to help get the ease of a Mitsubishi ductless heating and cooling system into your home. Visit their website at tdenergyexperts.com for more information. Don't wait till the last minute. Call today. Here's Tony with more information on that great program. We are now offering 48-month deferred interest for qualified customers. Give us a call now at 570-258-8088. 570-258-8088. TD Energy Experts, your home of the exclusive 12-12-12 warranty. Somewhere out there, there's a man on a park bench eating his 500 PBNJ. He has no idea Papa John's has new papadillas that are way better than a boring sandwich with Papa John's best meats, cheeses, and veggies hand-folded into a crispy flatbread crust. Someone better tell that man. Get a new papadilla in one of four flavors for just six bucks. Better ingredients, better pizza, better than a sandwich. Papa John's. Not valid with discounts, fees, and taxes. Extra prices may vary. Call Papa John's in Sealands Grove at 570-743-7474. News Radio 1070 WKOK and the Central Susquehanna Community Foundation are teaming up to support nonprofits in the region with the Disaster Relief Fund. This fund will help with initiatives and grants to assist recovery throughout our region from the economic impact of COVID-19. To show your financial support, visit WKOK.com and click on the link to donate online. Together, we'll get through this and be even stronger. Thank you from the Central Susquehanna Community Foundation and News Radio 1070 WKOK. Do you like new guns? How about old guns? What about new old guns? Or old new guns? Or new old new guns? Okay, now I'm just as confused as you are. But the point is, whatever kind of guns you like, the Little Sportsman Shop probably has them. With the area's largest selection, they keep up to date on the newest firearms and accessories and have a used gun section that is always well stocked. The Little Sportsman Shop is your headquarters for whatever new or old gun you're looking for. Stop in today on Route 147 outside of Northumberland. The Little Sportsman Shop is open Monday, Wednesday, and Friday from 10 till 2 with window service for ammunition and accessories. How long do you have to wait for an appointment to see a podiatrist? At Bodmer Family Foot Care in downtown Sealands Grove, we can see you within a couple of weeks, sometimes within a few days. I'm Dr. David Bodmer, and I can provide relief from ingrown toenails, corns, calluses, heel pain, and other problems involving the foot and ankle. We want you to experience a warm and friendly visit to the foot doctor, and we'll always greet you with a smile. Our office has off-street parking and is easily accessible to everyone. And if you or your loved one is in need of a house call, I can do that too. Call us at 570-213-4200 or find us online. We promise you'll never be just a number to us. Today's show brought to you by Brewers Outlet, Reagan Street in Sunbury, the beverage supermarket. And we're in the Sunbury Motors studio. Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors, Key Routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. Let's get to Austin Gale, Pro Football Focus. So hope you and yours are safe. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me, man. I appreciate it. Okay. Uh, let's start with this. Uh, after watching last night, which franchises, in your opinion, get the draft and which franchises still don't get the draft? Oh, man, that's that's an awesome question. I, I, I want to start with the, the Baltimore Ravens. I mean, come on. They get Patrick Queen at the back end of the first. They don't have to trade up for him. Two linebackers go ahead. They put, play the board, a good player will fall to you. I think that was a fantastic pick for the Baltimore Ravens. And, and the Dallas Cowboys, 
CeeDee Lamb falls to 17. Apparently they were considering CeeDee Lamb and a, maybe more position need in Caleb on chase on. Barry Jones sitting by himself. You saw the reports. He did not want to be in the same room with anyone. Took the best player available. I love that. Yes, they have Amari Cooper. Yes, they have Michael Gallup. Turn a strength into an even bigger strength. Draft the best player available in CeeDee Lamb. That's an awesome pick for the Dallas Cowboys. I, I really do like what the Ravens did last night. I like what the Cowboys did. Denver Broncos, there was rumors they'd trade up for wide receiver. They stay at foot at 15 and get one of the best receivers in this class in Jerry Judy. It's the teams that didn't take unnecessary risks. Sat there and let the board play itself and still pick one of the better players in the draft. So let's flip it. Who still doesn't get it? Oh, man, Los Angeles Chargers. What is going on? <laughs> Los Angeles Chargers, I, I, foot at six. I, I kind of felt like I just lobbed it up to and just let you hit. <laughs> I mean, Los Angeles Chargers, state put at six. They don't get aggressive for the obvious better quarterback in Tua Tungavailoa over Justin Herbert. They take the best quarterback available. I mean, depending on your opinion, at six, Justin Herbert, who we didn't see as a top 25 player in this class. I know some evaluators who see him as a third-round talent. You take him at number six overall, and then you double down on mistakes, trade capital to trade back into the first round, and you don't take Patrick Queen. You don't take Jordan Brooks. You take Kenneth Burry, the Oklahoma off-ball linebacker. I can't believe what the Chargers did last night. I was really surprised by the Justin Herbert pick. I was even more surprised by the Kenneth Murray pick. It was my lowest rated pick if I was giving letter grade for all the picks last night. It was the lowest letter grade I gave to any of the picks last night. I could not believe they traded draft capital to go back up and grab not even the best linebacker in the class. Yeah. Uh, but there's also another one. I'm sorry, when Damon Arnett got picked, as somebody who's watched in person a lot of Damon Arnett, do I think he can play in the league? Yeah. Do I think he's probably a late second, third round pick? Yes. I sat there and went, huh? Yeah, I mean, Damon Arnett was an absolute stunner. I'm pretty sure. I'm still digging through some excels here, but he ran a 166 10 yard split. I'm pretty sure over the past two decades, no defensive back has been drafted in the first round that ran a 166 plus 10 yard split. This right. guy is not a twitchy athlete. If you slow, slower than what you want at the cornerback position, short arms, 30-inch arms, off-field concerns, going to be 24 years old this upcoming year. I mean, there's so many reasons to not view him as a first-round talent. I will say this. His tape is fun. He plays like a dick. You know, he's just, he's just a mean player, but you can kind of fall in love with it. But he, he plays mean, and that wins him some reps. He'll beat people to a pulp. He'll bully people mm-hmm. into submission. But it also loses him reps. Yeah, he'll, he'll give up big plays. He'll bite on double moves. Like, that's the concern with Damon Arnett. I know they want to get tougher. I know they want to get more aggressive, get these brooding grinders over to Las Vegas. But, like, don't draft subpar athletes at premium positions in the first round. Don't draft guys that are, have off-field concerns such as Damon Arnett's maturity concerns, and don't draft them if they're already 24 years old and don't have elite production at the collegiate level. I sat there as somebody who's watched him in person several times, which also means I have to watch him on film or tape, video, whatever. I went, what? (laughs) (laughs) Is it Saturday? (laughs) I mean, riddle me this. Riddle me this. Damon Arnett. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. They turned the clock in 48 hours. It's Saturday. I mean, Damon Arnett played this past year at 23 years old. We'll be 24 years old in September. Oh, I know. 
Darion Conley is 24 years old now and has three years in the NFL. Denzel Ward is younger than Damon Arnett. Like, can you imagine if Ward or Conley were still playing college at the age they are now? They'd be dominant players. Damon Arnett, quite simply, was never a dominant player at the Cleveland level. Uh, what did you think of Miami A sitting where they were at five? Not panicking because I think you know if, if you're gonna if you're gonna lose J- Darius Slay, you got to start thinking that Detroit is got to be thinking I got to get a guy like Akuda. I mean that's what my thought process going in. I thought Miami played it beautifully last night. Absolutely, that's one of my A plus grades. I, I love staying put at five and taking the second best quarterback in this class. There's rumors that they trade up for a tackle. There's rumors that they liked Herbert more. That's called well placed smoke screen, yes. my friend. Like they know, yes. they wanted Tua Tonga Vailoa the entire time. So yep. They put it five. No one traded ahead of them. The Chargers didn't do it. They probably bought into those smoke screens. They're taking Herbert. We'll take Tua at six. Just kidding. We're taking Tua at five. <laughs> it's one of my favorite picks of the 2020 NFL draft. And when you look at what the rest of their draft has done, I don't love the Austin Jackson pick, if I have to be honest. I just not of the opinion that you draft project offensive tackles in the first round because because think about this by the time austin jackson is good yes he's only 20 years old he has all the tools to be a true left tackle in the nfl but by the time he's good a capable starter you're gonna have to pay him a ton of money he's gonna be three years into his career four years into his career and now you're gonna have to pay him like a top tier tackle that's not getting good value out of a rookie contract offensive tackles tight ends, these positions that mature or reach their peaks later in their careers, if they're indeed project players, it's just so hard to get that value back. I don't love the Austin Jackson pick. However, going to the back end, I know they traded back a bit and ended up drafting um, Noah Igbenogany at the back end of round one. I like that pick. Yeah. Yes, they have mm-hmm. Davian Power. Agreed. Yes, they have Byron Jones. But make turn a strength into a bigger strength. Throw the best man corner available into that secondary. I know Brian Flores is jumping at the bit to run out Xavier Howard, Byron Jones, and Noah Igbenogany. He can play man coverage with anyone in the NFL. Like That's how impressive this secondary is now. Uh, what about Jalen Rager going to the Philadelphia Eagles? I know that they had really, I, I would say the quarterback play at TCU would be spotty at best, to be fair. Uh, what did you think of that pick, especially considering his 40 time was, yeah, it was good, but not off the charts for a guy that's supposed to be a speedster? Yeah, I mean, I love Jalen Rager. He, he he dropped, he added a ton of bad weight for the combine. Showed up, I think, like 206, 207. Yeah. And then dropped weight for his 40 time at his, like, video pro day. Clocked a 422 hand signed. I don't know if I'm going to get into that, but he's faster than 44 speed. I'll tell you that right now. He yeah. plays with 4-3 speed. Maybe not 4-2s like Henry Ruggs, but he plays with 4-3 speed. And as for the production this past year, only three receivers in college football had a lower percentage of accurate targets, according to PFS ball charting, right. Jalen Rager. This guy was getting thrown no accurate targets. He had struggled <laughs> so much. I talked to him after the season, and I said, I talked to him specifically. I was like, dude, you did not get a lot of accurate balls thrown your way. How frustrating was that? He said, this was an opportunity for teams to see my character not my playmaking ability because I just did not have a good quarterback situation. He literally said that to me. Like, that's how bad it was at TCU with the kid Duggan this past year. And also, what he also told me, he played a ton of X receiver at TCU, almost exclusively right, right wide receiver at TCU. Yeah. Why not get more versatile with this kid? Get the ball in his hands. Use yeah. him like the Chiefs used Tyreek Hill. Use him like 
all of the best teams in the NFL use their best receivers. They mix and match. Michael Thomas, arguably the best receiver in football right now, plays half his snaps in the slot. Like, they like to get him involved in different areas, play the matchup. I think Jalen Rager, a more versatile role, but an accurate quarterback, he can be a dream in the NFL. And see, that's what Penn State did with K.J. Hamler. They, 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 you're talking about what they did. He can play out. He can play slot. They, they, they moved him all over the place. And I thought my my assessment of the TCU quarterback play of calling it spotty was good. <laughs> I, thought, I agree. I thought I thought that was a good analysis on my on my part. Spotty. Um, yeah, it, it was spotty to say the least. <laughs> it was spotty to say the least. All right, so now let, let's go to what's left on the board because the Steelers, obviously, being here in central Pennsylvania, the Steelers haven't picked yet. They don't pick until 17 tonight. Uh, so let's talk about what's left on the board. Who's left on the board of, uh, of real value out of the gate tonight that you wouldn't expect sticks around that long? I mean, you have to start with the highest-ranked player on PFF's board that's still available. It's the LSU cornerback Christian Fulton. Rumor is he's falling a bit because of injuries. He had an injury this past year that he played through. He told me he injured his ankle in the Texas game and decided to fight through it, and I think that's where you saw some bad tape in 2019 on Christian Fulton's game tape. But, like, you go to 2018 – you see this guy's like a top five type. Well, I mean, this guy's so awesome at LSU. Derek Stingley gets all the love over there because he's a true freshman that blew it up. Sure. But Christian Fulton's also very fantastic. I like Josh Jones, the Houston offensive tackle. Some see him as a guard. I think no way. He has over 34-inch arms. That's that threshold you want to meet in the NFL if you're going to play offensive tackle. I could see him goes off the board as soon as 33 to the Cincinnati Bengals to pair up with Jonah Williams there in Cincinnati. As for the Pittsburgh Steelers, I think they've got to be thinking interior offensive line here. I think it's a very good interior offensive line class yeah. when you start picking in the day two range. Natani Muti of Fresno State, the Samoan monster that nearly broke the combine edge press record. This guy said he can hold a moose by himself. I don't even know what that means, but that's how freakishly <laughs> strong this guy is. In addition, I will say it's, Natani Muti. I will say it's creative. <laughs> there you go. There you go. So you have Natani Muti, this freakishly strong high upside type of guy that just can't stay healthy, like really struggled to see the field at Fresno State. Lower leg injury after lower leg injury. Love his upside. But then you got Jonah Jackson as well, who is just a very good yeah. pass-protecting offensive guard, former Rutgers transfer. No one who, who knew who he was when he played for the Scarlet Knights. Transfers to Ohio State <laughs> one year. It's invited to the senior bowl, and I think this guy could be a second-round pick. <laughs> Imagine Jonah Jackson, and you walk into the Woody Hayes Center your first day after you transfer after you've been at Rutgers and you look around and say wow so this is what it can be (laughs) all right Yitor and KJ will both go quickly tonight then we'll see what happens with John Reed Cam then probably tomorrow Cam Brown Steven Gonzalez, Robert Windsor. All right. Today's show brought to you by our good friends at Brewers Outlet, Reagan Street in Sunbury, the Beverage Supermarket.